What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Back with you, the 8 o'clock hour here on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hill Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. I know we've kind of gone a ton of different directions this morning, and I wish we could hit on almost everything. Um, but Just our next guest understands the way that our minds work, yes. in particular mine. I'm kind of, right. kind of crazy. Right. You know, we, we let off with Mike Leach and... Um, Maybe we'll get into more of that on Morning Dump, but also other things that we'll talk about. Omaha men's basketball and their win over Midland. Argentina is headed to the World Cup final and what we think about France and Morocco. And then also we'll talk a little Alexander Ovechkin. He got to 800, plus Carlos Correa gets a contract that is just completely outrageous. But we need to switch gears and talk Husker sports with Brian Christofferson. He's on the line, senior writer for Husker 247. 247.com. Brian, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you doing? Good. And as you know, we were just talking about how we get totally off topic more more often, or too many times, I should say. BC, I got to start by asking, because I don't think you were married to the idea of a long-term contract, but no way you'd want your twins to go 13 years, 300 plus <laughs> mil, would you? No, no, that's not the Twins way. Uh, the, the Twins way is more like the two- or three-year deal for, like, Robbie Grossman. <laughs> that's more our speed. So, I don't know if you saw, though, the Twins apparently gave, offered, like, 10, 10 years. 10, yeah. yeah. Or something. Yeah, they did. I, and so. D- don't, so, at what point, and you're a baseball guy, so I love it. At what point is, like, double-digit years rolling the dice? Outside of, like, maybe Soto. Like, are there any, like what are you doing with double-digit years? And I get how contracts read, right? Deferred money. and But do you yeah. still want to be on the hook? Yeah, that's too much for me. Um, I, I think that's going to backfire on the Giants. It's going to be a good run for a couple of years, and then, you know, about five years from now, it's going to be one of those contracts that's just a weight around your ankles. That's the way that one's going to feel. I mean, he'll be 41 no, I by contract I, I understand. 41. That, that was absolutely insane to me. All right, let's switch gears, Brian, and uh, talk a little Husker football here because yesterday we found out that uh, there's going to be a reduction in regards to season tickets, which is great for fans. But combine that with the fact that this is a brand-new Husker football team. And I think it shows how important it is to Trev to really fill Memorial Stadium to the brim in Rule's first year and also show, um, or rather also give fans the opportunity to all witness at least a glimpse of what the future looks like. What about the impact on the players, though? What do you predict the atmosphere will look like in 2023? I think it's going to be fired up. It usually is for the first year of a new era. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of excitement to see what tweaks are made in the style of football they play. I think what Trev did was an act of goodwill to the fan base that has stuck with them through a lot of rough years. And it was probably uh, something that's well-deserved for what I think is one of the most loyal fan bases you can find in sport. So 
if they've stuck with them through all they have the last few years, they're definitely going to be there this next year to see what happens as they start to build this thing. So I think it was a good move by the athletic department. It's going to be well-received, and I think uh, I think there's going to be a lot of energy by the time we get to that spring game and there's a, there's a lot of new personnel out there and all that stuff. It's going to be kind of exciting. Hey, BC, a great piece as we're talking to Brian Christopherson from 24-7 Sports. Uh, you got a chance to talk to Trev, and he's telling you, uh, the list, the uh, the audience out here that listen. There are things that I like. This is about what I expected. They're workers. They're passionate. They pay attention to detail. When you're listening to Trev, and you're you're you, he's setting the expectations for what you think he's gonna get from Coach Rule. Did you were you thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, this is so employer employee lockstep. Like it sounds like he's describing who Trev is on the job. Is that good? Dangerous? Did you need a little nuance? Like, <laughs> isn't it weird? It's like, they're like kindred spirits. No, I think you're right, Damon. I thought that at the introductory press conference too. They're kind of looking in the mirror, I think, when they talk. Uh, they're, 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 they're both very similar uh, in personality. I think they both have a very similar vision and they were able to talk that out over the course of probably a month or two while they were working out this deal and so I think there's already kind of an understanding of the direction they want to go there are going to be twists and turns along the way but I do think they're on the same path and and that's something Matt real really stressed at his opening press conference he made a big deal about how um, you, you, you've got to have that leadership where you feel like they've got your back uh, you understand what they're about, they understand what you're about, and there's not going to be a lot of surprises. And so that, as you know, Damon, that's a huge part of having success. You've got to have that from the top down where you're kind of, uh, you're looking the same direction at least, and sometimes you're going to disagree, but you know that you've got uh, the same goal at heart and the same sort of, uh, you're on the same path. And I, I think that uh, these two, uh, they feel that way right now. It, Brian, I've spoken to a lot of Husker fans over the past week, and they all kind of say the same thing. They're anxiously waiting for Rule, Rule and his staff to make a big splash. What is your recommendation for them? Is it the give-it-time attitude, or are, are you saying you may not see one given how Matt Rule likes to recruit? Um, I think give it a little time. I think they're going to have some pretty big gets here still before this uh, cycle's over. I think uh, you got to look at some of the line guys. I think Cameron Lenhart and uh, Prince Well, the, the edge rusher down in, in Maynard, Texas, and Elijah Duty could be in play. I think they might flip that tight end, Andrew Metzger from Colorado, who he committed last night. I don't know if he's considered a big splash, but it's kind of fun to go take one of the guys that uh, Dion just offered, you know. So I, I think that could... Uh, that could work out. So there, there are some guys who I think are going to get people pretty excited in this next week. Uh, but for those who uh, need a little more than that, I would say, yeah, it's going to be kind of a, a steady stroll with Matt Rule. It's, he's not going to try to get it all back with one player. He said that at his opening press conference, too. This isn't just about one guy. It's got to be about uh, a bunch of people working together for the same cause. So 
this is just the first uh, the first bricks of uh, the building that are being put together. So people got to always remember that. Yeah, and I get it. I like the little caveat, BC, because even I even have to catch myself, right? Because I. I'm kind of getting a chance to know this staff, even the individuals, whether it was junior day or those guys out on the recruiting trail. And it's kind of scary, but given your temperament of being super level-headed, help me couch this where I'm listening to Coach Satterfield and Coach Foley and Coop talk about the familiarity and how they know how to do this. And, you know, Coach Satterfield said, hey, while I'm doing this, this, and this, I know that Coach Rule is taking care of this, this, and this. Then he can trust that we're doing, and he, he fill in the blanks. And it's like, wow, there's some comfort in knowing that there's know-how, but I have to always tell myself that doesn't guarantee success. I just feel good that there's a plan. How much of that should we rest in? Yeah, I, th- I think that's where your hope is. It's that he's compiled a staff that really knows from past experience with him exactly how he operates. They've been through this a little bit before building at Baylor, some of these same exact guys. And uh, that was rubble at Baylor, what they took over. People have to remember that. They had like 45 scholarship guys and one person in that class when Matt Rule took over. So what he's looking at right now isn't going to scare them off. Um, it, it, there's no guarantees, as you say. They're going to have to work really hard, but they do they do know what to expect from one another because he's hired, for the most part, guys that he's seen in action. He's seen that how their personalities work, um, how they might be able to recruit to certain guys, what their areas of strength are recruiting. So all that stuff is uh, is knowledge that's been built up and uh, you're you're kind of banking that it's going to pay off over time. And it's also going to help you out in kind of a very difficult, chaotic December where you're really running around with your hair on fire, which is what they're doing. Um, but I think I think there's at least uh, organized chaos, as I would describe it, it feels like over there, and that's a very good thing. We're speaking with Brian Christofferson, senior writer for Husker247.com. You can toss him a follow at Husker247BC on Twitter. Brian, Trev noted yesterday that Matt Rule has taken a unique approach when it comes to applying NIL. Any idea what that looks like yet and how it could possibly impact uh, or rather positively impact the recruiting process? I don't know for sure. I kind of go back to his introduction press conference again when he said, um, not that you won't use NIL to lure some guys from the portal, but I think he wants guys to earn it too. I think there's going to be a feeling that you're not just owed something uh, for no reason, that you're going to want to play for the University of Nebraska, and that's your biggest thing. Like, it's about being a Husker. The NIL part is something that comes uh with that it's attached to it and it's uh it's a bonus uh but you really got to want to be about the program first and foremost and that type of guy so i think that's who they're kind of looking for and they'll use the nil with those type of players but they want a certain mindset with guys that they're very team oriented and not the type of guys where it's going to be all about just chasing nil uh money or opportunities and you get really distracted and it kind of messes with your locker room so i i 
think that's sort of his vision in general, at least the way he explained it um, at his press conference the first day. But it's going to be interesting to take a deeper dive into that with see exactly what that means and what that entails. But uh, that was sort of what I got out of it listening to him the first day. BC, I, the immediate, so this was the morning after uh, the Rayola announcement was made, and, and we were on air, and I, I continued it in morning dump. I, I kind of went all in on there's this part of me just in getting the little parts of Coach Rule that I've been able to glean over the last three weeks and and his staff. There's something about him, because you've heard me say this for years, right? Coaches coach uh, coordinators. Coordinators coach position coaches. Position coaches coach players. I think that's a healthy hierarchy. There's something about Coach Rule and his energy where he enjoys coaching and modeling for his staff. Like I think that's a big deal. And I and I think that's how he's kind of picking his staff. How important do you think that is versus okay, DB, that's all fine and good. But we need some guys with some experience too. Like, how are you kind of booing or balancing the pros and cons there? Yeah, that's a, there's a lot there. Um, I think uh, I think his history has shown that he's he's I wouldn't say take a chance, but he's trusted some young guys that he's kind of watched for a few years in different roles that he thinks are now ready to be full time assistant coaches. Like Terrence Knighton is a good example of that. He's been around him uh, for a couple years at Carolina where he got to watch him sort of in an assistance assistance role and I think was impressed by just the way he taught and the way he communicated. And he thought, that's a guy who's going to succeed. He has the base tools to communicate to players what he wants and how to teach the technique of the position. Um, I'm going to trust my instincts here that, that this guy's ready for this job. So he's got a few hires like that, but he also has guys like Ed Foley, who's the special teams coordinator who's, you know, in his mid-50s, and he's been around a long time and done a lot of different things and held a lot of different roles. So I think there's a pretty good balance on this staff of, of guys who have uh, held pretty pretty significant roles before, and also those guys that, Matt Rule's probably had three or four years to kind of look at in a different role, and he says they're ready now. And uh, I think Terrence Knighton, we'll see how he does as a as a coach on the field, but I know he's communicated very well with recruits and been a big hit so far on the trail. So that part, at least the initial impression, is a good one. Hey, shifting gears here, despite recent outcomes, the Nebraska men's basketball team has looked comfortable and balanced on the floor. Um, why do you think it has been so easy for them to click so early on? And can the Creighton win be the biggest contributor to that? Well, Matt Painter kind of said it in two words. Uh, they defend. It's the difference from last year. It's a team that I think really buys in on that side of the floor. They enjoy playing defense, and they play it with some tenacity. They really scramble around and uh, kind of makes up for some of their shortcomings, which they do have on the offensive end, and you can see it sometimes in little droughts that still pop up. But I think they're a pretty tough team mentally. I think that's kind of built off of having some 
super senior type guys who have been around the block, your Sam Grissels, your Emmanuel Bandemels. They're just not easily flustered. And that's what Fred Hoiberg hoped they would be when he brought in those guys. And I think so far he's, he's kind of got what he wanted. Now, this is a big game Saturday. They need to they need to cash one in against Kansas State in Kansas City. Uh, if they could get that, they have one after that where they should get to eight and five going into the rest of the Big Ten, and then you take your chances and you you hope your defense can be portable during the league and and help you uh, make a run. But uh, I think they need to get one this Saturday to continue to boost confidence and. Um, kind of position themselves record-wise where they'll have some opportunities in Big Ten play to, to at least have a shot at maybe an NIT if you went like 8-12 and 12 or something like that in the league. Hey, BC, I've asked you kind of in a roundabout way with some other dynamics within the athletic department, but I look at what's going on with Nebraska volleyball, and Coach Cook is going to have to kind of reset uh, and kind of recalibrate, going to have some new faces and the mantle or the the you know he's kind of passing the torch to a next group nebraska football going through another transition nebraska basketball maybe on a momentum uptick given the caveat of what you said a key you know game this weekend to kind of build momentum and within the athletic department when you put it with softball and soccer and all the other sports women's basketball is off to a good start can, in your opinion, as you've watched this athletic department for so long, do you feel good about the leadership with the staffs that are in place that a rising tide can lift all boats? I feel a lot better since Trev took over. And uh, I don't want to kiss up or sound like they're stuck up in class. I just am impressed with them. Well, that's why I, I asked you, you because you're so yeah. – like you, you, play, you play it. You're not a all-in and emotional, warm, fuzzy guy. So I think that's why you're the good guy to ask. Well, I can be warm and fuzzy. Damon, <laughs> don't say that. About <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I, I appreciate it. I'll take, I'll take what the compliment was there. Yeah. Always take, that, take a compliment your mom, my mom told me. <laughs> Well, maybe it was my mom. Uh, she likes you too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean to break mom. <laughs> oh, go ahead, so, BC. I, I, I think Trev, uh, has got a way about him where you just feel like it's a steady hand. I, I don't know if it's. He's just so good at answering questions. Maybe that's part of it. But I was impressed with sort of. Uh, how he was able to keep uh, the coaching search under covers. I mean, that there wasn't a lot of information that really came out of that. And I, I thought that was a very steady process where he got done exactly what he wanted to get done. And I think when you hear him talk, uh, he's, he says stuff that matters uh, to the fan base in interviews. But there's a level approach there, and there's an understanding that it's going to take a lot of elbow grease to get Husker Athletics to where it needs to be. So it's, I like the fact that he talks about the future. He doesn't dwell too much in the past, and he, he has said that many times, like we can't get caught up always talking about the 90s around here and this and that. And I like that he also says stuff about like the volleyball program, like let's not take this for granted. I mean, yes, they got knocked out in the Sweet 16, and that is a bummer, 
uh, for how good they are. Uh, but they're still a top ten program. Mm. And um, we did this with football a couple decades ago where we didn't appreciate maybe how great they were. And uh, then then we long for those days when they're gone. So I think people got to remember that with volleyball, even in a season like this where it doesn't go quite how you want it to. BC. But I like how Trap talked about all these different sports um, and just uh, kind of keep his eye looking ahead and not always uh, about what happens today. And that's the way it's got to be over there. BC, what do I make of this? I'm going to get you out of this just because I know firsthand because they're, they're our guys, so I know the impact that this staff has had in a short amount of time. You know, Jalen Lloyd goes from a top four and an announcement three weeks ago to a top five and kind of waiting. I know how his parents feel about the impact that this staff has had in recruiting Jalen Lloyd. Tristan Alvano is being coveted all over the country in Nebraska. It has made such an impact on on him and so I know that's working as well. When you look at what they've been able to do relationally in such a short amount of time, do you have kind of a a reason why or some keys why they've been able to hit the ground running in terms of building relationships so quickly? I have to think that Matt Rule and Trev Alberts had some discussions leading up to this, uh, but even before he's hired, maybe um, you've got you've got to hit in state hard right off the bat. We've got to build that back up, and it feels like that has just been the real focus of Matt Rule. And I think it has really impressed guys. I know Tristan Alvano. I talked with him the other day for a story, and he he just brought up all the places Matt Rule has been in the state and how it really stuck out to him. And he was a kid, a Nebraska kid. This is his words, not mine. He felt disrespected by the last staff. He just didn't feel like they I'm, – I'm talking the old, old staff before Mickey. Mickey offered him. Um, but before that, they didn't pay him any attention. And uh, he was kind of like, well, I guess that's not going to happen. And now it, it's very much in play because Matt Rule and this staff uh, immediately said, you guys locally are a priority. We're going to show it. We're going to send our head coach everywhere in the state the first five days when he could be anywhere else in the country, but he's in Nebraska. And so I think that means a lot to kids. They don't miss that. And uh, it could play a factor here in some of their decisions. I think it will. Brian Christofferson, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk again soon. Yep, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks, BC. That is Brian Christofferson, senior writer for Husker247.com. He brought up a great point at the end there, DB. Mending relationships is a key oh. to Matt Rule's success so early on. Yeah, so uh, full disclosure, like even just the impacts that he's been able to make where, you know, a couple, two weeks ago it was, you know, we want to go to Gretna and they won't even speak with us. Last weekend, it was, okay, we'll take a call, right? So, and I'm not saying, hey, hey, you know, <laughs> I'm definitely not saying, hey, Zane in Nebraska, because I'm not. I think, he's, I think he's committed to Oklahoma State. What I'm saying is, is that's just another example of folks kind of staying with it, believing. I mean, Coach Rule used the term heartbroken over how, what's transpired with, with Flores since he's his high school career in the state of Nebraska. 
you don't hear that a ton. It, it, it breaks my heart. You know what I mean? Like, so that lets me know, okay, there's going to be some serious relationship building that's going on that I think the folks in this state and recruits in general across the country need to know because it's very volatile with movement and getting able to do what you want to do and go where you want to go. Or feeling like you're with family can be the ultimate trump card to get folks to settle in at Nebraska. Great point. We'll talk to Jim Polzine next. He covers all things Wisconsin.